Hey everybody, this is Thea. This is Daniel. And we're standing on the corner of here and now. Join us as we have conversations about all things recovery. And hang on to your seat, we're in for a ride. to the kitchen table at the corner of here and now. And I have a very special guest uh, with me today. Her name is Haley. I've known you a long time. Mm-hmm. How long has it been, do you think? Mm-hmm. I want to say it's probably, it's probably been like five years. At least. Five and a half, yeah. At least. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mutual friends across the board. <clears throat> Not to mention silent retreats. Yeah. <laughs> That aren't always so silent, but that's okay. We won't talk about that here. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, so uh, Haley's with us today, and um, uh, I'm not sure yet what we're going to talk about. It. She has a secret um, topic, but uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask, what's on your mind today? So I've been following um, following the podcast, the corner of here and now, cool. and um, you know something that really resonated with me and just in general with I think just kind of with where I'm at is the topic of accepting yourself where you're at oh god bless there's a theme (laughs) (laughs) um you know just in in talking about you know what is success and um you know and really in the in the episode where you had Chuck on Mm mm-hmm it's and a very popular episode, it turns out. Yeah, it was, there were so many things, but one of the things that he was talking about, you know, is talking about maintenance and growth. <gasps> yes. And something clicked with me in, I have this, I have this aversion to the word maintenance. And, but really that aversion is, I have an aversion to things just being. Um, in the sense of things just being as they are, you know, and I think that for me, I'm a seeker. Right. Um, and so, and that can be a extremely positive thing, you know, Mm -hmm. continuously seeking to grow and continuously seeking to see areas where I can improve. But at the same time, that can also be one of my biggest defects is because I'm never, I have a hard time with accepting exactly where I'm at and constantly looking for the next thing that I need to change or, um, you know, the next thing that I need to work on. And so I'm not actually allowing myself to just be where I'm at and face whatever I'm feeling, especially if it's fear. So with your last sentence, am I constantly trying to achieve and grow to avoid a feeling or am I trying to achieve and grow because I want to achieve and grow? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's, and we're done. Thanks, yeah. all. Thanks everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, and I and sometimes um, I think that that's something that I consistently have to take a look at um, is because there have been plenty of times where I've been trying to achieve and grow mm-hmm. in order to get out of this uncomfortable place that I'm in rather than actually resting in it and leaning into it. Do you think that when you make the achievement, you hit the goal that you're going to feel better? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's looking for that. It's that um, if I can just, it's like looking for um, seeking out the path to growth in order to like make this feeling go away. Mm. Um Changing the way we feel. So it's just another mm-hmm. way of numbing or changing the way we feel or yeah. acting out, if you will. Yeah. So the t- topic of the podcast is success and recovery. So if we take a step back, we take what you just said, talking about accepting self where we're at, being able to sit and lean in. That's a lot of Brene Brown talk. Like we're always mm-hmm. batting around her stuff. Um, she will be on the show at some point. I'm going to manifest it if I have to. We're yep. going to call her BB. <laughs> BB. <laughs> she might not come on the show now. Don't call me BB. Okay. I <laughs> hope she hears this. Too. Yeah. Uh, we talk about this maintenance versus growth thing. So in your eyes, right where you're sitting right now in your life, right, uh, what's your definition of success? Like what, what, what gives you success on a daily basis? What gives you success in your life? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so I think success for me is, which this is also another BB lesson, <laughs> um, you know, or coming up, coming full circle is success is being able to find out who I truly am be able to accept who I truly am, Mm. which then in turn allows me to allow other people to do the same, but me also be able to provide the same for other people where accepting where they're at and who they are, Um, but really giving them permission to do the same thing. So if we step into ours, it allows other people to step into theirs. Yeah. It comes back to that to that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta talk into my microphone, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I'm not always good at. <clears throat> so I like that finding and accepting who we are is success, mm-hmm. regardless. So <laughs> if you were living under the bridge and doing that, would you be okay with it? Hmm. I mean, that hasn't. I'm gonna throw you a me. twist. I'm gonna, throw, yeah. I'm gonna throw a twist in there. I mean. Right here, right now, I would love to say that, you know, yes. Right. But I don't have that experience. Sure. You know, so um, so I think that that would bring, I don't think initially, <laughs> you know. Um, I think that, that it's all, it, it's a process. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's with anything, I think the experiences that I do have and even in those uncomfortable situations I think that I get trapped in this idea that like I'm gonna like it all the time Mm. um and so whenever I don't um you know or thinking that accepting it means I'm gonna like it or um but really it's 
just allowing it to be what it is. Well, and acceptance has nothing to do with liking it. Right. At all. It's actually probably quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. If I like something, I probably don't even have to accept it. I'm like, woohoo, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't acceptance for me doesn't come into the picture until I don't like something or I don't things aren't going my way or I don't like the way my pants fit or whatever the the way somebody shared in the meeting right like that's when I have to go I need to accept this and I gotta take that deep breath and step back and so yeah that's an interesting thing right like yeah we don't even I don't even think about acceptance until there's something what I would perceive as bad or negative going on. And then mm. I got to go through that whole process. Right. It changes the whole ball game. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, so another thing that I was thinking about is like, you know, whenever I first came into recovery, um, you know, people talk about, well, for me, um, I had to accept one of the, worst things possible that I could have thought for my life and the fact of being an alcoholic or being a drug addict. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I was able to accept 100% and fully that part about myself until it wasn't until then that I was actually able to, um, live a life of recovery or lit or actually do something about it to look inward and be able to start that process. Um, and so, and that's where all thus far, the growth that I've experienced, that's where that was like that basis. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, but also easily forget that. And so the next uncomfortable situation that comes up, I don't want to look at it. Right or acknowledge it or pretend that it's not there right. and expect to get growth out of it. No, we have to see it before we can grow with it, right. before it can do something for us, with us, however you want to put, put, put that. Right. So then what's free recovery? <clears throat> mm. Mm. Um, I mean, for me, I think... Honestly, recovery for me is the same answer as what success is. Um, Just in the sense of being able to, um, being able to uncover those parts of myself that, um, that I've always had or, you know, from, um, yeah, getting back, getting back to the essence of who I truly am, um, you know, and being able to help other people, you know, with through connecting with a connecting with a higher power, um, in that sense of like who I am that that higher power intended me to be. Mm. Um, Not a different higher power. <laughs> no. The higher power. The higher power. The higher power. <laughs> that, my higher power. Whatever. I just thought it was funny when you said it. That's all. DHP. The. When I first got clean, there was a guy in the meetings that used to call his higher power HP. Hmm. He'd be like, and my HP this, and my HP, and I'd be like, <laughs> 
I don't know. The God thing always freaked you know freaked me out in the beginning, but mm. HP even freaked me <laughs> freaked me out in the beginning. Like now he's calling it HP, and they're calling it God, and they're calling it ah! like what do you do with all that? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So, do I have to accept to change? She's nodding for so. those of you yes. that are um, wondering. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, I'm not able to go anywhere if I don't, Um, you know, and it's not until at any point in my life, it's not until I'm actually able to face it and accept it and acknowledge it and actually really look at it square in the face um, before any change happens. But I think the other part of that um, is that I I don't do any of the, like, I don't do any of the changing. Um, It's it's weird in the sense of, like, once I'm actually able to accept whatever it is, um, then I allow myself to be open for change to occur just now. Just, it seems like it happens naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's because I've fi- because I've let go of that. Because up until the point where I'm accepting it, I just have this huge resistance to it. Right. And I'm pushing against it and pushing against it. And so whatever it is, is continuously persisting and getting worse yeah, and worse bigger. and worse. So it's like something happens to where whenever I'm actually reach the point to where um to where I just face it and I accept it um then this space opens up um and so then I and so that resistance gets lifted and so there's an it's almost as if like a huge this space opens up but then also like this huge weight is lifted and then I'm actually able to move and then you can move through it Mm -hmm. um and then by that point, I think, I think what was going through my mind is that whenever I'm actually able to accept it um, and I finally face it, then I'm not perpetually worrying about it anymore and it seems to take care of itself because I'm not consistently focusing on it um, and obsessing about it and so I'm just moving, so I'm just taking the next step forward and just continuing to move and then all of a sudden it's like, what was I what was I so worried about? And that's where, and, and I think that that's where, um, accepting where I'm fully at brings, brings what appears as growth. Um, growth that's been waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. So then the maintenance, going back to maintenance, <clears throat> the maintenance, the resting, could be like a base camp mm-hmm. or pit stop or whatever analogy. You know what I mean? It's a vacation. <laughs> right. You know what I mean, though? Like you have to go get recharged. Yeah. And and so I think that in regards to me, so in talking about I've had such this this aversion to the word maintenance, and I think that really I equate maintenance with being stagnant. Okay. Um, 
But the only times that I equate maintenance with being stagnant is whenever I'm not accepting where I'm at and I'm <sighs> judging myself. Oh, there's the judging. Ooh. We're going to do a whole show on judging. We just haven't made it there yet. <laughs> it's, it's coming. It's huge. It is. I'm going to look up maintenance. Hang on one second. Hang on, listeners. <clears throat> maintenance. You know, you can't leave someplace you've never been. Right. So that, that level of acceptance has to be there. So I have to know that I'm in Seabrook so I can get to Dallas. Mm-hmm. I have to say, yes, I'm in Seabrook. Right. And that way I know how to get to Dallas, too. I know I drive straight north from here, and I'm pretty much going to hit Dallas, right? Right. But if I say to myself, I'm in Austin, but really I'm in Seabrook, you know, I'm not accepting where I'm at, then getting to Dallas is going to be a little bit trickier. Right. So it's kind of the same thing that you're talking about. Like even, you know, that's a very practical example, but that's what you're saying. I have to admit that I'm an addict. I have to admit I'm not healthy. I have to admit that I might need more schooling for my job or whatever it is that's going on so that I can make the appropriate changes. Right. And getting okay with it and leaning in with it and the discouragement, the whatever, the frustration, whatever I may be feeling in the moment. That's what I talked about with Daniel earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, with some of that kind of stuff, like, whoa, wait a second. We talked about self-pity. So, right, so you can mm-hmm. throw a little self-pity, a little dash of self-pity, you know, some frustration, some disappointment. Okay, but once you accept it, now, like you said, I can lean into it, I can move through it, and I can work out from there and, and, and work towards those goals. Right. I liked what you said about the stagnant thing, though. That's, that's good. Okay, wait, don't allow what is this? Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, Google. Maintenance. The process of maintaining or preserving someone or something or the state of being maintained. Uh, I hate when they do that. <laughs> a provision of financial support for a person's living expenses. No, that's not a good one. <laughs> this is real time, guys. I'm looking yeah. this up right here, right now. <laughs> um no, we don't want that one. Hmm. Interesting. The work of keeping something in proper condition, care or upkeep, including taking steps to avoid breaking down. That's interesting. Mm. And bringing something back to working order. Corrective maintenance. Mm. And preventative maintenance. This has it broke down into four categories. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Yeah, we could go down all kinds of uh, roads with that. <clears throat> Synonyms, upkeep, keeping, it has been handed over for safekeeping and care. Hmm. It's interesting that care is in there. There's a car. Wow. Too fast. (laughs) Driving too fast down the street. Um, It's interesting that care is in there because in the third step, it says the care of. Right. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Dang it all. Keeps coming back around to that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Accepting ourselves. That's mm-hmm. a rough one. Do you still, st- I was going to say, do you still struggle with that? But apparently that oh, is absolutely. the case. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, because there's, can you know, there's always new things coming up that show me how human I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, 
one of the things that I perpetually come back to is having to accept the fact that I'm human. Humanity, my mm -hmm. own humanity. Recovery could be humanity. Mm. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I started thinking about it and it's like, you know, whenever I did an inventory for the first time or even continuing and working steps 10, 11, and 12, it's a part of that initially is me even accepting the fact that the resentment is there or the fear is there or the dishonesty is there, or the selfishness is there, you right. know? Um, and then being willing to actually get that out um, and look at it. But there's so many, there's so many times um, where even whenever those things come up where I still get like shocked <laughs> by it. You know, that um, that those things are happening um, because I'm continuing, you know, because I'm continuously right. striving. And I think that that's the other thing about, you know, being a seeker is that I'll get into this groove where I'm continuously striving to um, striving for the next, you know, the next little path that I'm on of. Um, teaching me some new lesson about myself or um, diving deeper and I'll, and I'll get a little bit of traction and then one of those four things will come up. Right. Um, and, and, then the and then the judgment follows. But when we're learning something new, mm -hmm. take a new class at school, you go learn jujitsu, you go to the, I don't know, whatever, right? You go, I'm going to go do something new. Don't we, I should say, don't we expect that to come up? Like, that's part of the, the point. Like, I don't expect to go down to the jiu-jitsu gym and know how to do jiu-jitsu on the first day. I expect yeah. to get my ass handed to me <laughs> and tap out and get choked and, you know right. what I mean, the whole nine yards. Like, that's that's part of it. Yeah. Right? That's part of figuring it out um, and being able to accept, like, yeah, I'm a beginner at jiu-jitsu. I'm a beginner in re re recovery. And really, even for me, doing this for a long time, I'm still a beginner every day. Right. So frustrating. Yeah. It's like, don't I have this by now? Yeah. Like you said, why am I still in fear? Why is the fear maybe bigger than it's ever been mm -hmm. for me in some ways? Like right now, like, that's weird. Where did right. that come from? Oh, my life is changing. Things are going differently than I had anticipated Blah, blah, blah. So that self-acceptance is, is a, it's a big deal. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is a huge deal. And I, and I think that that's, um, yeah, everything that you just said is extremely similar. Right. Um, and going back, it, it's, I have to remind myself sometimes of being in that place of still being a beginner. Um, and what about accepting myself on my terms and not someone else's terms? Not on Instagram terms, not on what my mom thought I should be terms, not on, you know what I mean? Like, I think we can get into that too of, oh, I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z because I know it will make so-and-so happy or mm. I'm going to take this selfie with this filter and, and I've never used a filter. I don't even know how they work, <laughs> but, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> but but you know what I'm saying? Like right. my I and I heard Brene Brown say this re- recently. She's like I I don't know that she used these words, but it was something along the lines of I accept myself for me on my terms today. You don't get to say what those terms are for me. Right. That is a big deal too, because we're so wrapped up in all this, you know, people say social media is not a big deal. And on some levels it's not, but on some levels it really is. Yeah. It's really easy to start comparing, even looking at other people's recovery. You go on Instagram, you know how many recovery uh, web, not website, recovery people are on Instagram, like doing recovery stuff. Right. There's like a lot. I didn't realize there was so many until I started digging into some of this. And I'm like, I even start comparing myself to them. Like, well, maybe they're doing their recovery. Maybe I should post that about that. Maybe I, no, Thea, like, no. So having the awareness to accept ourselves based on what we know. And I think that's what you said too about coming back to who we are and of our own essence and using that as our guidepost mm-hmm. and not what Haley thinks of Thea or what Thea thinks of Haley as our, as our guide guidepost or whatever. It's really be ultimately between me and God. And right. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Recovery has absolutely given me that process of being able to figure out what my own terms are. Um, because up until, up until that point, my life was driven by, what I thought everybody else's terms were. Yes. You know? Um, and so, and there's still a lot of, you know, there's been definitely, um, a difference from, you know, whenever I had a year sober to, you know, two years sober, Mm -hmm. three years sober to now. Um, but there's still, there are still some things that are really ingrained in there Mm -hmm. that, um, are based off of other people's terms that I have to consistently, that consistently come up that I have to, that take a little bit longer to unravel than other things. And so and I think that practicing self-acceptance during that unraveling process can be really difficult. Um, and, um, and I think that that's where once going, getting a little bit further along down the path and you do, you have, um, you know, other people in recovery, but then also as you get more time, you know, and people who are coming after you and, mm-hmm. um, you know, thinking these certain things, I think that that's where it also gets different, um, is because these things that are coming up that I'm having to, unravel and have self-acceptance around are deeper than what was initially there whenever I first came in. Yeah. It's not the, um, it's not the crumbs on the table. The analogy I use a lot of times with people, like if you're going to do a four step is that first four step, you're just sweeping the floor. Mm-hmm. You're getting the stuff that you can see the hairballs, the cl- whatever the, you know, there's the shoes, you got to pick up the shoes you got. So you're just kind of getting the surface stuff. Right. And then maybe the next time you come and do another four step or some sort of inventory work, whatever program you're doing or whatever, you may move the couch and go, oh, look, look what's back here. <laughs> there's that old sock. It's wrapped in fuzz now. And you know, back there, Ooh, Ooh. Oh yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Um, so yeah, there's definitely <laughs> we got a dog hang up here. Um, 
there's definitely all of that 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 comes into play. So it's super important. <laughs> pause on the cord. Pause. Pause on the cord. Come here. Ah! Oh, oh, oh. We're having technical difficulties here. What does she do? Is she totally wrapped in it? <laughs> Can you help? Sorry, y'all. We're having a... The doggy is wrapped up in the uh, in the mic cord here. Oh, I'll have to edit it out, maybe. There we go. That's right. Oh, this dirty sock. The dirty sock. Yeah. So then you go back through again. So it's like a process, right? Of just going deeper and deeper. And then maybe you do a deep cleaning where you clean the grout. Mm -hmm. Ugh, right? So, and I tell, uh, when I do my groups at the treatment center, I even say, you know, it's like a process of remodeling a house. Mm -hmm. It takes time. Right. And the house may look the same on the outside, but on the inside, it's got new tile, and you moved a wall, and if you got really crazy, you might have moved a staircase, and you know that's when stuff inside of us, you know, is really starting to change. But while you're going through the process of, you know, demo and construction, you got to accept the house. You got to get right. okay with it. You got okay living in the house with no kitchen. Right. <laughs> right. Like yeah, it's the same thing inside us. Like spiritually, at times we don't have a kitchen. Right. And, but we keep going. Yeah. And I think that's what you're talking about is in those moments of, of that stuff, of having that and grace comes into play. Mm. One of my favorite things in the world. I love to talk about grace. Um, that's when all of that stuff comes in and, you know, it picks us up and it puts us down someplace else. And we go, oh, the kitchen's done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whew. It was a little rough go there or, right. what, or whatever the deal is. But it's all about, yeah, it's all about being able to have all that acceptance so that we can move through it. And it sucks. We kick and scream. We should have never, never gutted the kitchen. I should have never gutted the spiritual kitchen. Right. But man, on the other side, it's such a beautiful kitchen. Right. Yeah. I have cheese boards. <laughs> I have a giant cheese board in my in kitchen. kitchen. My kitchen. Sorry, you guys. It's an inside joke. <laughs> we had cheese before we started. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what you're talking about, too. Yeah. And I think that that. Um, yeah, the I think also during the transition process mm -hmm. um, of not really being able to know what's on you know not knowing what that new kitchen is going to look like right. and you know and still and yeah and dealing with dealing with the gutted kitchen in the meantime of you know and not having one um during that pre during that part where like it doesn't you know for me whenever I'm going through going through changes whenever I'm unraveling all of those things um and having new things that I have to lean into and accept it doesn't look pretty and no. I expect it to no you know, I, whenever people, 
you know, we'll hear in the room sometimes of people talking about people walking through trials with grace and dignity. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, what I tell, you know, and I've had people say that to me, you know, like, oh, this situation that you were in, you know, like you, you walked through it with grace and dignity. And I'm like, it didn't feel that way. Mm-mm. You know, and I have no idea what these people are seeing whenever they say that, but it doesn't, it feels rumbly and, yep. you know, yep. just extremely uncomfortable. And, and those are the things where it's like, even that I have to lean into that. And whenever I do, it doesn't mean that it's any less rumbly, but I'm not like bogged down by it. And maybe that goes to show too, that we just don't see ourselves very clearly at all and other people see us so much differently than how we see ourselves right i mean i can on a on a level i know i'm a good person and like you know blah 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 i can say all that stuff but then there's that piece of me that's like i just don't like myself very much a lot of the time mm-hmm. but other people are like you're so great and you da, 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 da. And i'm like who are you talking about I, right you yeah. know but they see us differently Mm-hmm. we do do good things we do do you know what I mean we are present and we do do good things and we try to do a good re- recovery and like all that stuff so really we're doing pretty darn good yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could just accept it now right <laughs> shit <laughs> damn it Haley <laughs> all right all right, we were about out of time. Do you have any closing thoughts, dear, on this uh, good topic that you brought up? I don't think so. I got one more question. I just thought of it. Okay. It's like, <laughs> how does self-acceptance affect our success in recovery? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Drop my mic. <laughs> How we'll does self-acceptance affect our success and recovery? Yeah. Right now. I mean, the <clears throat> person that's sitting right here at the table, obviously. Where, where you're at in your life, where you're at in your recovery, where you're, you know. What do you think of that? Um, I think it affects my recovery. Um, I mean, it affects my recovery in the sense of my serenity level. Um, And really, I think it go. I think that it goes back to um, that place of if I'm, it comes out everywhere. If I'm not in self acceptance, um, it comes out in the way that I treat my partner. It comes out in the way that I treat people. classmates it comes out in you know the way that I treat my friends or even my sponsees sure sure um you know it's and for that you know um so if that's not there I can I can see it reflected um nice you know and so but whenever I am there it's because I've been you know in those places where where I'm not in self-acceptance and so I can see it reflected, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it might be in my actions towards other people, but it's also in my thoughts about other people. Right. Um, and, but then whenever I recognize like, 
hey, this thing is here that you haven't gotten curious about and that you've been trying to like push away and you can't push it away anymore because right. it's right here. Um, and I do that, then all of a sudden, none of my circumstances have changed whatsoever. But yet, my thoughts and my actions change. Everything does. Without me putting forth a huge conscious effort intuitive for thought. those changes. Right. The intuitive thought. Mm-hmm. Damn. Boom. Boom. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> It's fun. Good. I'm glad it was fun. I'm glad you came and sat at the kitchen table with Me us. Me too. That was really good. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one. Ooh. Ooh, watch out. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and our very own website, cornerofhereandnow.com. Um, and we do have uh, uh, email, cornerofhereandnow at gmail. Dot com. If you have questions, if you have a topic, if you have something that you would like to share with us, please feel free. You can also put comments on YouTube. Just don't be an asshat about it. Remember? <laughs> don't be mean. Don't be mean, but I'll be happy to reply. <laughs> Somebody will reply. All right. Thanks. Thank you again. Thank you. Peace out, everyone. Catch you on the flip side.